0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Wilbertson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, November 4th. I'm still basking in the glow of the Braves' World Series victory, but we have NFL football to get to, and we have a scorcher on Thursday night as the Colts and the Jets play. Mike White, Carson Wentz. Oh, my goodness, how exciting! You can watch us recap it live on YouTube. We Give uh re- we do recaps live on YouTube Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays after the last football game, the primetime game. Also, 1 p.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have mock draft uh, show on we have a mock draft show on Tuesday and our picks show on Thursday. All those shows are live, youtube.com slash pick six. Subscribe and turn on the alerts, or just go to your app on your phone, search for pick six, you can subscribe. Leave us your bet we- this show is also on YouTube, by the way. Um, and we'll we'll have we'll do the uh we'll do the picks. And then we'll do the props, and then we'll do DFS on YouTube only. Joining me to do all of that and to break it down, Tyler Sullivan. Sully, what's up, buddy?
1: Well, what's going on? Congrats on your title! Happy for you, man. Thank you. Um, yeah, pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, it was, it's you know, fun. You know like welcome, welcome to the title town. It's fun. It's like
0: surreal. It's like, are we really, really a title? Like, <laughs> the Braves are under five hundred at the All Star break?
1: Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's so that's, that's a really cool story.
0: Yeah, and it had to go through the Dodgers and then the Astros, and it was like everybody's kind of rooting for the Braves in a weird way yeah, because I definitely
1: was after the Astros knocked out my Red Sox. I was yeah, very much rooting well, for you.
0: The Astros are noted cheaters. I'm looking around. I had some oh boy, they got lost in the celebration. I had some uh, pearls I was wearing last night for Jock Peterson, uh, my lucky pearls. The Braves in the NC State three and O when I'm wearing pearls.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, so, I like
0: it. Yeah, I'm sure I'll look like real cool wearing this in the game. Again. You got to wear
1: that tonight, or you got to wear that on Thursday night football to give us a good juju for these bets.
0: I know. Yeah, we got to win some bets. Um, I actually got a uh, DM from somebody who said our props are on fire. So good for us. Love it.
1: Yeah, we did. We did. We did well on Monday night. Uh, the only one I think we only really missed on Kelsey. I was big on Kelsey, but yeah. uh, Hardman hit the the total hit the the under the the, the Giants we're way was, under. Yeah, we were pretty yeah way under. I mean, way you, under. And you, the you Giants, well.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. The um. The old, DFS wise, it was impossible to. The key was to have four giants and like Tyree Kill as your captain. You're gonna, I think you could have had Mahomes in there too. And
1: it didn't matter. He'll, he, he might, might have had, had to have Gore, you know.
0: It have Gore and uh, John Ross. Yeah. So anyway, we'll get to uh, we'll get to DFS in a minute. Let's break down this game. I've actually got a cult. I mean, uh, Jets Bengals on the TV as we're breaking this down. It's it's, it's fascinating to see. Um, the Colts are gonna be without T. Y. Hilton for this matchup. I'm trying to see. Obviously, the um the Jets will be starting Mike White. There will be no Zach Wilson in this game. As uh, we record this on Wednesday afternoon. We still don't have Wednesday. How I mean the Jets, are Eastern time, guys. How do you not have a practice report out by Wednesday? at 345. What are we, what are we doing here? Classic Jets. Uh Tevin Coleman did not practice Monday or Tuesday, neither did Corey Davis or George Fant. Um Zach Wilson is not technically out yet, but I mean, he ain't he ain't playing. Let's let's be real here. Um and then uh Bryce
1: Huff. I think Robert Sala already announced that he was going to Mike White was going to start. Like no surprise, yeah. but it was like, you know, he's see starting.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we're getting we're getting Mike White as the, In yeah. fact, he may have announced it after
1: the game. Yeah, that's exactly what I think happened.
0: Yeah, which is, I mean, uh, okay. Like, what? Like, sure, whatever. Uh, actually, T.Y. Hilton, I'm sorry. T.Y. Hilton is questionable. Uh, full. Oh, that is from last What? How is this? What is what is happening here, Colts? What are you doing? This is last week's injury report. Uh, you know what? I, I, I. I I didn't
1: do a good job looking at the injuries.
0: Do you know, but do you know about T.Y. Hilton? Anybody know about T.Y. Hilton? What do I doing?
1: I think it's an outside <laughs> chance that he, uh, you know, it's more likely that he doesn't play than he plays.
0: Oh, no. He has been ruled out for Thursday game. Cool. Thursday game, Mike Wells of ESPN reports. Uh, also, for that's the only Quentin Nelson is questionable too. That would be a big one if Quentin Nelson somehow did not play in this particular game because I don't know if you heard this, Quentin Nelson. Uh, very good at, yeah. at professional football and a, and a big factor in the run game and in protecting Carson Wentz. So, uh, those are that, that is one to watch. T.Y. Hilton is out and we'll get to that in a second. Um, I, I'm going to plead Braves for my ignorance on the injury report. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. All right, it's fine. That's, that's what my excuse is going to be. Uh, what do you think about this game, though? It's Colts minus 10 and a half. It's it, a you know, shocking number given that the Jets just won a game. Against the Bengals. I I think uh, this is 46 and a half. Sorry, this
1: is the theme where I I, you know, I looked at a lot of these numbers and I just feel like all of them are a little too high. They're just a little. I mean, I don't want to take the Jets in this. I feel like I should just go with the Colts because it 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 just feels like the Jets caught Cincinnati kind of you know a little too big for their britches. They were they were it was like the first time I think all season they were a double-digit favorite going into a game.
0: Uh, it's their first time as a road favorite. Cincinnati's first last week or Cincinnati's first time as a road favorite of double digits since
1: 1983. Okay. So there you go. You know, it's just. I think that they kind of thought a little bit too big of themselves. Trap game and and, and Mike White happened. Throws for 400 whatever yards, and now I just wonder. Okay, can lightning strike twice? Can he really, on a short week, take this New York Jets team, which from top to bottom is inferior to this Indianapolis Colts, go on the road and take them down? I just have a hard time seeing it. But at the same time, I'm like, do I really want to lay 10 and a half points with Carson Wentz? I really don't want to. But I think at the end of the day, push comes to shove. I have to. I just feel like it's a letdown game for the Jets and the Colts. You got to just lay the points here, even though it's a massive number.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's almost like 10 and a half is sort of purposely stinky. Like, yeah. like, I think, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's weird because we've seen all these teams, you know, the Rams cover 15 and a half or, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, you know, the Texans nearly came back and covered the 16 and a half, but the Rams covered the opening number, right? Um the uh you know, we're, we're seeing teams cover these big numbers. And I agree with you completely. The Colts don't, you know, the Colts just lost to the Titans. They have looked a lot better the last few weeks, but we saw fresh in our minds as I point out. I mean, the, this Jets Bengals game is all, like it's fresh, right? I mean, we're I can't help but think about it. And you're like, well, I mean, like surely the Jets if they can beat the Bengals, they can hang with the Colts you're right there. The Colts are just a much better team. I don't want to take the Colts at all. I, I think with double, I mean, push, like push comes to shove for me. Double digits is just too much. And I'll take the jets, but I, something about this is concerning. Like, I mean, yeah. is Mike white is, is that my, is, is, is Mike white, the guy who threw for 400 yards or is, you know, or is, is reality going to set him? He did have two interceptions, Jesse threw he threw 45 times in that game. It's ridiculous. Not 14 targets to Michael Carter. I mean, they're basically dinking and dunking all over the middle. I mean, that's all he did was just bing, 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 bing. Um, I mean, I mean, it did average 10 yards a carry, but it, or 10 yards a pass. But like, I, I don't uh, well, less than 10, sorry. But I, I don't know, man. I I think it is, it seems obvious to take the Jets, and that concerns me.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, that's kind of where, you know, I think it's almost. You know, it's weird because, again, we're talking about Mike White. He only has one start under his belt, but I feel like you have to take it. You know, we're looking at it from a very much micro view of what we saw in Week 8. I almost feel like we got to have to step back a little bit, and that's kind of why I'm leaning towards Indianapolis because if I just zoom out a little bit over the totality of the last couple of weeks here, Indianapolis has really been catching fire here, and they just ended up losing a game to a team in Tennessee that has very good weapons on the offensive side of the ball, and Carson Wentz... Wasn't particularly clutch in that game through a couple of interceptions, you know, a couple of bad ones there. So it's, you know, you could see the ways that they could correct those mistakes and go into that into this game on Thursday. Whereas I feel like that's a lot easier to do than asking Mike White to, again, go and just defeat this team that, you know, is, again, just more talented than you and throw for 400 yards. So we basically have the same rough, you know, analysis of this game. It's just. You, you, the coin flips one way and the coin flipping the other way for me. It's, you know, we're pretty, you know, like-minded. It is. It's just, it's tough because of this number.
0: It, it's really, it, like, right. Like if it was nine and a half, I don't think I'd have a problem taking yeah. the Colts. And if it was, you know, 14 and a half, I would have no problem taking the Jets. I, I guess that actually informs my decision. Maybe I should take the Colts. Like I need 14 to feel confident that, it's, that the, the Jets is the answer. The other thing too is like, you look at that game against Tennessee. I mean, the Colts were up 14, nothing, less than eight minutes into that game. They were carving up the Tennessee defense. Carson Wentz looked awesome. He's throwing the ball over the place, hitting two touchdown passes to Michael Pittman. And then, you know, Tennessee came back basically without Derrick Henry, who was banged up and, and, you know, only carried 28 times for 68 yards. But I mean, like, he wasn't a huge part of that comeback. It was all uh, Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown. I don't know. It doesn't, like, if the Colts come out and jump all over the Jets, I don't know that Mike White necessarily storms back. So... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm leaning towards the Jets, but I don't really feel good about it. Total-wise, it is actually down to 45 and a half. I think the under's probably a pretty good look here. I mean, I know that the Colts scored 31 against the Titans, but again, if you get a situation where it's 14-0 Indy, they're, they, I, I would guess they learned their lesson against the Titans, and they will give Jonathan Taylor 30 carries if they get a lead here against the Jets because they have to win this game. I mean, this is a must-win game for the Colts. Um, also both of the Jets wins were at home, I believe. Because the Titans were in New York.
1: Yeah. And obviously I believe that's true. Yeah. I believe so, I mean, that's true.
0: so, you know, this is a whole different ballgame. Road game, prime time. Maybe Mike White turns into a pumpkin here.
1: That that that's sort of the analysis, right? Yeah. And you're talking about, I mean, you mentioned it He threw, you know, over 40 times last week, he's probably gonna have to do that again. Indianapolis is the number one ranked defense against the run in DVOA. So it's not like, you know, Michael Carter, who had a great week last week in the passing game and, you know, on the ground, it's not like you're going to really, they really haven't been able to figure out a running game. New York has throughout this season. And so you can't really try to balance it and help the kid out a little bit in this game where you say, okay, look, we're going to start running the football a little bit ease the pressure off of Mike Waite. You really can't against this defense, at least what we've seen so far this season. So you're going to ask him to pass a ton of this game. And I just, again, I feel like we would know by now if, you know, if he was able to do this, throw 45, you know, 40 plus times a game and throw 400 yards, I feel like some coaching staff along the way here, he's been in the league a few years now, would have been like, hey, maybe this guy's got something. It's not the, you know, we're not just finding out because the number two overall pick in Zach Wilson got hurt and now he's ascending. I feel like one of these teams would have would have kind of figured that out by now. So again, I think it's it's more likely that he turns into a pumpkin than than you know, Indianapolis just completely falls in their face and looks like the team that we saw last week.
0: By the way, Mike White's jersey and uh, game ball on display in Canton.
1: That's like, pretty good. That's and, I saw, and I saw why is. By the uh, way, what? I saw this other stat here. Uh, it's, uh, I believe it was, it was like a bleacher report, uh, you know, a social post. So game uh, Mike White's game check last week, it was 50 K and a better who bet $1,000 for him as the passing. Yeah. won One hundred and twenty five K. That's amazing. <laughs> what I a mean, world. More, more on an NFL
0: game than an NFL, than the actual NFL player. The, uh, the reason his, uh, his it's in his uh, jerseys in the hall of fame, his 37 completions were the most by a quarterback in his first NFL start uh mike white joined cam newton as the only player since 1950 to pass for at least 400 yards in their first nfl start is also the jets first 400 yard passer since Vinny Testaverde threw for 481 on christmas eve 2000 which has been 327 games so i mean what's more likely that mike white comes back to earth or that mike white is a legendary Quarterback who's about to enter into uh, next level lore. I would say it is probably the latter. And by the way, I'm um, talking about the dinking and dunking. He did have one long touchdown pass that was uh, traveled 20 yards in the air. He only had one other attempt beyond 15 yards. I th- the the concern for me would be that if you're if if you're, if you're back in the Jets, that Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator, looks at this chart, it's like all right, we're gonna we're gonna rush for the Buckner, go do damage. Uh, In the interior, and you just squat linebackers, and 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 drop your safety, walk your safeties down, and dare him to throw over top of you. Because I don't think that he's going to be able to do it. Particularly if Corey Davis uh, is out of this game for any reason. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk props. The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. So, on the prop side of things, we have plenty of options here over uh, at Caesars. It just—they don't seem too too concerned with any of the injuries in this game. Um, finally, Sully, we got a we got an injury-free game for the most part. Unfortunately, it's just a ten and a half-point game with the Colts and the Jets. I mean, this is this is truly the first stinker of the year. I gotta tell you, man, uh, Carson Wentz total passing touchdowns, one and a half. I kind of love the over at one and a half at minus one thirty. Um, I think they'll. Well, look, the problem is if they if the Colts get like a twenty one nothing lead and they just squat on it, you're probably not going to get there. But. I don't know. I feel like one and a half. I, I'm more than willing to take the over there. So that's one of my first props.
1: I like it. No, I mean, again, you know, Wentz, you know, it's it, It's exactly what you just said. It depends on kind of how the game goes early on. If it's Jonathan sure. Taylor ripping off an 80-yard touchdown and they start to kind of gain a lead here, you're, you're kind of bleep out of luck there, just because it doesn't seem like that that'll really kind of you know cement itself later on in the game because they probably won't have to do that.
0: If Can it's we- if it's a if it's a Colts blowout and yeah. he doesn't get and they're up by three touchdowns and two of them aren't Carson Wentz passes, then we're probably in trouble.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And the other one for me with Wentz is interceptions. Just has to throw one plus 120. Again, you're getting plus money here. He threw two last week. And I just wonder, again, he's been pretty sharp since he's joined Indianapolis. He only threw one interception outside of that game last week. So he's been turnover free, at least, you know, when he's dropping back to pass. But I do wonder, again, a couple of those interceptions were very – uh Carson Wentz, Philadelphia Eagles esque, and I I do wonder. We talk a lot about uh, Mike White turning back into a pumpkin. Let's see what happens here with Carson Wentz too. It all it takes is one little mistake. They the the Jets do have C.J. Mosley back. They got him back last week. Could they start to maybe apply some pressure to him and and it kind of flushes him a little bit? Again, just one. You know, I'm not throwing putting the house on it, but if I can get that at plus money after him throwing two last week, I, I do feel pretty good about it.
0: Yeah, you would. The Jets will need to get pressure on him for sure, and I also think it's one of those where it needs to be a blowout or it needs yeah. to not be a blowout. Excuse yeah, me, because
1: yeah, yeah, I know what you
0: mean. Yeah, um and look, it, basically, if Carson wins, if the Colts have a big lead, if the Colts get a lead of double digits or more, they are going to take the air out of the ball and they're going to run the living mess out of the ball. I mean, this just that's just how that's going to that's just how that's going to work. I feel like. Uh, it, and it should be surprising. They didn't do it last week, uh, which was clearly a mistake. The uh, Jets, in terms of rush defense, DVOA, I tend to think of them as having like a decent uh, rush defense, but they are 23rd. They're better at stopping the run than stopping the pass. But in general, just a bad defense. And if Carson Wentz is able – I mean, excuse me, Carson Wentz. If Quentin Nelson is able to go, then the Colts should be able to have their way running the football uh, in this particular matchup. I also have uh, Mike White under 37.5 pass attempts – um, I don't disagree that we could easily see him throw the ball a ton if the Jets are trailing, but in this scenario, I think you see, again, Indy takes the air out of the ball, runs a football, shortens the game with a lead, and it just means Mike White is going to have to have some pretty lengthy drives to get the 38 pass attempts, which is frankly just a ton.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I know what you mean on that. And again, I, I have the over on his completions here, almost because of what we were talking about before the break here about the kind of dink and dunk nature sure. of this Jets offense that needed to happen here. And if you look at, you know, kind of some advanced statistics here, you know, we have a, we have an advanced, uh, advanced stats team that sends out some emails to us. And I found these ones pretty interesting. Uh, 42% of his passes last week Mike White's were either 0 or to 5 air yards and he had an 81 completion percentage when throwing within that range and the Colts they allow the fifth highest completion percentage in the NFL between 0 and 5 air yards around 73% completion percentage there so it's something it's something that Mike White does well or at least you know he did well last week and it's something that the Indianapolis Colts have been giving up this season so if that's something where Indian that uh, New York finds something. Hey, we can move the football this way. Yeah, we're going up against the team that has the number one ranked run defense in DVOA. Here's a way we can move the ball over a course of short fields and not expose our young or inexperienced quarterback to trying to chuck it down the field. This is one way to do it. And again, you 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 would have to have a number of pass attempts here to kind of do that. But again, I, I do see him maybe uh, getting over that total here because I like the matchup.
0: Yeah, and. Yep, I tend to agree with that. The this game too, the Bengals defense just didn't show up and the and the Jets were able to score kind of easily and Mike yeah. White slinging around. So I, I don't I don't hate the completions at all. I, mean, I think you could get, you know, you could get 24 of you get 24 of 35 and I mean, yeah, you know, we're still you, there's a window to get both of those for sure. Uh same same sort of thing by the way with Michael Carter receiving yards over 38 and a half. That's just too low. The, yeah, yeah. We was just talking had about this. Team targets last week in he's going to occupy the space that you're discussing
1: with their short air yards. Yep, yep. I was just talking about this with producer Chris before the show started. I was trying to find the Michael Michael Carter uh, receiving yards. I couldn't find it on Mm -hmm. Caesars. Uh, maybe they took it down for a second. You know, obviously those things change when there's a, you know, when, when there's an unknown sure. status with a Corey Davis, they kind of move things around there. I love it. I, yeah, I it's, think uh, that's it's way 35
0: too long. and a half. I'm sorry, I did that wrong. 35 and a half minus 130.
1: Okay, Either way, love it even more. You're talking yeah. about a guy that, you know, is going to throw in that short intermediate portion of the field. And Mike White is I mean, uh, uh Michael Carter is somebody who I think is going to be the main beneficiary of those targets. So yeah, no, I love that.
0: I agree. Um, I've got a one for Carson Wentz as well. I think over rush yards is a pretty good look here. It's eight and a half. Um, it, it, we know we all know that Carson Wentz is sort of, you know, he's been banged up, had the foot injury, had the shoulder injury. Uh, but if you look at his look at his game logs, the first two games of the season, four carries for 23 yards and five carries for 37 yards. Uh, you know, he did not run at all against Tennessee. Clearly, mobility was an issue and they were concerned about his health. Uh, ran five times for eight yards against miami and then two carries each of the next two games but then the last two for a total of six yards by the way Uh, the last two games though four carries for 23 yards against san francisco and three carries for 11 yards against tennessee neither of those are huge numbers but i think there's a building comfort with carson Wentz in terms of his ability to run the ball the jets are a bad defense we could easily see uh, Carson Wentz pick up just one. All you need is one third down scramble, third and long, and you're, you get nine yards, and we're, and we're there. I don't think it's crazy to suggest uh, that he could get there in the first half. And like these, like some of these other props, there is a path to failure if Carson, you know, if the if the Colts have a huge lead, because I doubt Carson Wentz will expose his body to being hit if the Colts have a large lead.
1: Yep, and you also just gotta be careful on those as well, obviously, when when we do talk about these, these, uh these rushing stats for quarterbacks, you know, yeah, he can have you're that, nuts. he can have that, uh, he can have that nine yard run in the first quarter somewhere that scrambles, but then all of a sudden you're down that final drive. And he kneels down and you lose that by a little bit. We saw that earlier this year with uh, with Tom Brady. His prop was, I think, uh, three yards. Oh, and God. That was brutal. And he, or it was two and a half, and he rushed for three and kneeled down twice and it was game over or something along those lines. No, it no, was that brutal. was
0: it. I had the, it was like, it was, it was, it was like three and a half. He rushed for four and I was like giggling about it because I'd given it out, I think. And then it's like, and then it's taking knees. And I'm like, oh, no. Somebody texted me there. Like, I had the under on that one. So good for you good for you oh it was Dervish had the under that's who it was we were talking about it on, the, on the show he's like yeah I think it was a game anyway um the all uh, worth noting if this is a big time blowout it would not be insane to see some Sam Ellinger here too no. I mean like I mean, look, the Colts the Colts the Jets are a bad football team I mean the Colts could the Colts could blow them out I mean that's just, I mean that's not that's not a you know it's a 10.5 point spread at home right I mean it's, it wouldn't be insane if if the Colts um, I mean, the, the Jets lost fifty-four thirteen to the Patriots. They lost twenty-six nothing uh, at Denver. They lost. They were in London against the Falcons. They lost fourteen nineteen at the Panthers. I mean, they're just their road performances have been abysmal. So it's not out of the you know it's not out of the question that if you t- taking Carson Wentz overs or any Colts overs are inherently dangerous just because of that factor.
1: Yep, and that's exactly why I'm a little skeptical skeptical about this Michael Pittman one receiving yards over sixty-eight and a half. That's a a pretty big number kind of like what I was saying before I, I feel like a lot of these numbers are just a little bit too big for my co- for my comfort level but I also am like I don't want to take the under on these because I still feel like you know Michael Pittman could could easily <laughs> I'm not an under guy no, no I, I'm not an I, under guy it's not I my, like you
0: know. uh, no T.Y. Hilton I, I, Pittman I definitely looked at it. I, I was hoping it would be in the 50 like high yeah. 50s or low 60s um, 68 and a half is, is a lot but he's he's gotten there in each of the last two games he has gotten there I believe one two three four times this season and i mean he had 15 targets and 10 catches last week the dude is a beast and we're it's talking Jeff about a...
1: and we're talking about a defense too where it's 27th in the league in DVOA against the pass it's not like he's going up against this legion of dune second doom secondary right if um or even legion of boom legion of boom that too <laughs> I, I watched doom. i watched dune today and i have, oh, I have dune in my head
0: i was how was Doom. i want to watch that
1: oh uh, good i like it i'm a big like marvel star wars kind. Oh, is of it band. like marvel and star wars yeah, it's
0: got that vibe. that uh, That's what I'm watching tonight. Because yeah. hey, hey, you know what? No World Series game seven tonight. That's right. Crack <laughs> a bottle of red wine and watch some Dune. Like um, uh, yeah, I I like I like the Pittman over too. And you know, just looking at the receivers, we saw T. Higgins get over that number and Tyler Boyd get over that number last week for the Bengals. Jamar Chase somehow did not. Should have called two touchdowns, though. Um, okay, so speaking of touchdowns. Oh, I also have Naheem Hines over receiving yards 11 and a half. Again, you know, caveat being that if if uh, if, if it's a blowout and Hines isn't there, he's not going to be catching passes. But he's starting to be the la- last week he got a lot more involved in the pass game. I could see him, you know, he it, you don't need much for him to get over this number. Let's talk about some first touchdown scorers. I need to know why is Ashton Doolin 18 to 1? And additionally, who is Ashton Doolin? Was he on that 70 show? Is that who that was? <laughs> That's, right. That's a good one. I like that. Uh in fact, when you type Ashton into Google, uh the obviously uh Doolin is not your first name that comes up. It's uh it's Mr. Mr. Kucher. Um Ashton Doolin, by the way, is a uh is an American football wide receiver and return specialist for the Atlas Colts of the National Football League. That's he played college. football from Malone University, <laughs> in case you're wondering what Wikipedia says. He is, I, I guess, going to be the number two for the Colts with Ty Hilton out. Um, Mike Straychan, uh, and Zach Pasco. I guess Zach Pasco will be the two, and Ashton yeah. Doolin
1: will be the third. But eighteen to one is absurd. Like that's obnoxious. That yeah, number. that, that makes sense. I mean, for somebody who we had to Google in in Wikipedia that he's an American football player, eighteen to one is is kind of crazy.
0: league, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know if I love that one again. I just like you know watch. There's you know there's there's a, there's a ma- method to the madness. He's I guess definitely catching
0: it. Like <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna bet it because he's definitely catching it. Like just so I don't feel like an idiot. But that's just for what it's worth.
1: Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean because it's just – it's one of those. I like Zach Paschal 10 to 1. I don't love the value there either. Like I feel like that's a little bit too steep for – a little too cheap for him. I, I just – I think that, you know, again, we're talking about – It's too it's, short. Like you feel like it should be like yeah. 15 to 1. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the,
0: the problem with these touchdown scores in – we just – we look one, we've seen that the books are annoyed at people getting good – like they've shortened the numbers. I think people are betting this a lot more in 2021, and so they shorten shortened the numbers because it used to be like – zach pascal's 25 to one yeah you know and now he's 10 to one uh michael pittman six and a half to one michael carter six to one and jonathan taylor three and a half to one
1: honestly the jonathan taylor is probably the best bet it's just three and a half to one for those odds it's just not not like that should be that should be like plus 525 or something yeah like Devontae
0: adams at his peak when he was catching every first touchdown from aaron Rodgers. Rarely got down to three, three and a half to one. I mean, five to one. You have talking first touchdown you have to, between both teams. That's
1: crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. Again, if we're looking at like some good, like, you know, obscure values here, Tyler Croft, 30 to one, he t- caught a touchdown last week. So, I, you know, there's, there's, you could say there's chemistry between right. he and Mike White. You know, you could say, you could start to play that narrative a little bit. But again, if you're down that low and you're trying to find some legit value, I think Croft is someone who might be, you know, attractive there. Uh, I would
0: agree. Yeah, I like, I like Tyler Croft. That's a good one. I should have probably looked at that harder. You can also, if you're going to bet Tyler Croft first touchdown at thirty to one, uh, go ahead and on um, at Caesars you can scroll down a little bit further and you can bet him anytime touchdown nine and a half to one. I mean like that's it. you like know
1: it. yeah that's it, the route that's the route.
0: Yeah, um, Jonathan Taylor by the way minus one fifty five anytime touchdown. I don't hate Zach t- uh, Michael Pittman. Excuse me, uh, plus one eighteen anytime touchdown uh, either. Mo Ali Cox is a guy I got for first touchdown fifteen okay. to one. Uh, I also like Naheem Hines at 16 to one. And we've just seen Carson Wentz use him in the red zone. And then Carson Wentz 25 to one again, he's using his legs more. If maybe they get a pass interference, he sneaks. Actually, I took that back. If they get a pass interference, they're probably running Jonathan Taylor. But if we get like a third and goal from the three or something like that, it wouldn't be crazy at all to see them bootleg him. They're probably like Jonathan Taylor's don't bet a lot on these first touchdown scores in this game. And you know, Jonathan Taylor is probably going to score the first touchdown. Yeah. Um, the value is really, and I know I picked three Colts, but I mean, the value is probably more on the Jets just because they're big. When you get a big underdog like that, if they come out and surprise anybody and score in this primetime game, I mean, they get the ball first, they go down, and you maybe know, they got scripted plays or whatever. Uh, you know, you're just getting better numbers on those guys. But um, yeah, this is not a great first touchdown market, but that's fine. Still could be an exciting game. And uh, we will have, of course, DFS Talk available to you on the YouTubes. That's it for the podcast version. If you want to check out the DFS chat between me and Sully, go to YouTube.com slash Pick6 or search for pick Six Podcast on the YouTube app. See you over at the YouTubes in a second.